1: Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name. Joining me as always is my good friend, Frank Madden. And bringing you today's episode are our friends at Draft. That is our new sponsor. They are a daily fantasy app featuring live snake drafts. And uh, the exciting thing about Draft is that only, only one team can own a player uh, on most other daily fantasy apps. Anyone can own the same people, and here you're doing live snake drafts, so the guys that you choose are the ones that are going to be on your team and your team only. And you can come join me and Frank over at Draft today, download the app at any time, just search Draft in your app store, and join a game in minutes, or play right from your computer on Draft.com, whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use our promo code, L-O-B-U-C-K-S. That's right, everybody. Your favorite promo code is back. L O bucks. L O bucks. That's right. Play a real money game for free just for using our promo code L O bucks for Locked On Bucks on your first deposit on Draft. So exciting news there, Frank. As we have a new sponsor, and we are very happy to have them. Uh, as we're always happy to have people that support us and want to be a part of the Locked On family. So. Taking a look around the Bucks and I guess just kind of the the Bucks news today I'm not it's kind of a weird spot where you have so many off days here uh we we kind of were trying to figure out exactly how to fill the day we mentioned it last night that maybe we talk a little bit about Eric Bledsoe and then we're also thinking about other things that we just have neglected to cover because this has been a a really quick start to the season where it was just game after game after game after game. Um, so we've only talked about games and kind of what has happened in there. So one of the things we missed was the Wisconsin herd releasing their training camp roster. And again, I don't know that we're gonna go super in depth on the herd roster this year. Um, th- that, might be- <laughs> that might go way
0: down. That might not get deeper. Way down. Way, way down,
1: yep. That might not be exactly our strong point, but I think we're probably going to try to find some folks that could help us out. Um, obviously, Adam Johnson and Chris Reichert over at 2 Ways in 10 days. Uh, friends of the pod and people that I think at some point we'll probably have on. Uh, maybe when we find another one of these days where there's a, I guess a, a large number of days in between games where we can kind of fill one up. But uh, as we look at that roster, Frank, um, I, I think kind of kind of some interesting stuff, and we'll start with the two ways. Uh, obviously, GP two gets one of those two ways, and he's already using some of his forty five days. Um, you're seeing literally the exact reason why uh, the two way is kind of a, a valuable tool for the Bucks. They they're currently only cover they're only they only have two point guards on their roster, and the idea was okay. Well, if if one of them gets hurt, well, we have GP two on the two way and he can come up and he can he can fill do, in do do something <laughs> he he can come in and fill in uh <laughs> even if it is only for 3 minutes uh but he can come in and do that and we're seeing him do that now uh and then the other one is Joel Joel Belumboy um and that, again kind of a kind of a, a late addition to the 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 roster and Oddly enough, they snuck it in right before the G League draft, and it was a little bit of a, a point of curiosity because everyone was expecting Blumboy to be on the on the draft list. And then uh, when the G League draft happened last weekend, or the, excuse me, this past weekend on Saturday, he wasn't on the list on Friday afternoon. Everyone was like, "Huh, why is that?" Well, the Bucks snuck in and gave him a two way contract, and uh, it sounded like. Really, for for what everyone was thinking, Northern Arizona Suns, I think that's their name, or maybe it's North Arizona <laughs> Suns, I can't remember which one, but anyway, NAZ Suns uh, had traded up for the first pick in the G League draft, and their assumption was that they were going to draft Joel Blumboy, and the Bucks. Snuck in on Friday night and and took him off the list and signed him up to a two way. So uh, kind of a I don't know want to say crafty move maybe um, for them to be able to get that. But uh, two guys on two ways. We're seeing one of them already a- at the NBA level. Another one I think is an extremely interesting prospect.
0: Yeah, I mean I I knew him I I knew of him I knew he was a weaver State guy, kind of a bouncy combo big uh, that the Jazz drafted 52nd overall a couple years ago uh and i believe he had a guaranteed contract and they had to waive him to to make room on their roster so um he was a guy that play went through training camp i believe with the jazz and we again as you said kind of was uh you know an nba player has played nba minutes you know and and i think certainly um you know i know we're probably not that um high on on gp2's kind of long term future with the bucks necessarily but uh i think certainly you know for for everyone who is you know really concerned that the bucks had kind of um You know, gone too quickly in in signing Bronson Koenig and Jalen Moore uh, early in July to those first, you know, for the 2A slots that they had. Um, You know, I think probably you'd look at where they ended up with Bolomboy, who was a really productive G League player last year, um, averaged 16 and 13 boards per game. I think he shot in the high 40s on two three pointers per game. So that's certainly not something that that people saw uh, in college from him. He was definitely not a a uh, floor stretcher and uh, you know that's something he's been able to, to show out a little bit at the G League level and um, certainly he's by, mostly a kind of a rim finisher, rim roller type guy, athletic, athletic guy um, so uh, certainly yeah I mean an interesting guy probably uh, more of a center in the modern NBA, but um, a guy that you know, who knows if if the Bucks do have some injuries up front, um, you know they don't, don't necessarily have a ton of depth um, in at the big spots. So uh, certainly, maybe maybe we do see him at some point, but at a minimum, you know, with that two way slot, uh, certainly seems like a guy that that's worth a shot. And interesting backstory. He. He was actually born in the Ukraine. I was kind of reading up on this a little bit. He's born in the Ukraine, um, and I believe his father is uh, Congolese and his mom is Ukrainian. I think, and then they ended up in Texas. So, <laughs> sure. Um, so he, uh, he went to high school in Texas and, and then ended up going to college at Weber State, and um, there's a Draft Express kind of draft interview from him a couple of years ago, which was pretty interesting. And interesting to hear him talking about, you know, working on his three-point game and that obviously being something he, he did not show in college. And, and now, sure enough, you know, uh, every, every big man likes to say in their draft oh, yeah oh, I got, I got a three-point shot. I got range. Know, and- Exactly the thing that you know Billy McKinney used to always sort of chuckle at or shrug his shoulders at, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah apparently Ballon Boy actually um, actually has has a little bit of that shot so anyway we'll see um, at a minimum I think you know adding guys like that will. At least make the herd a more interesting team to watch. Certainly for fans in the Oshkosh area. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it up for an, a game uh, this season, but um, it would be a lot of fun. Unfortunately, they're not coming to uh, Austin this year because uh, they're playing oh, the Austin yeah, that Spurs. Out yeah, they're playing the Austin Spurs in the uh, I believe in the G League Showcase, so they're not coming to Austin this year. Um, but I do hope to catch them at some point and. Um, certainly, those two guys. Well, obviously, they're the two guys that the Bucks can technically bring up. And by the way, I think um, my understanding is actually because the G League season hasn't started, uh, the clock, the forty-five day clock, actually doesn't start until uh, the season starts for them. So it's training camp. Could, it did. Yeah. Oh, it's training camp for them. Okay, yeah. Because yep. I was going to say, like, was it the first weekend that they you could teams <laughs> could keep the G League guys without. Uh. without starting the clock or something like that yeah
1: yeah, it was as soon as uh a g league training camp starts matt velasquez and i i think discussed this for like 20 minutes uh the other (laughs) night like trying to figure out exactly the intricacies of that rule uh but yeah i believe they are working on a few of gp2's 45 so uh the training camp roster was what uh, when did training camp uh, i think they're on like two or three days of of him being used uh, i would have to look at it again but like i said as soon as a, D- a g league training camp started is when clock days would become official so gb2 has been using some of those up at this point
0: yeah and and i think ball and boy was at the opener on friday i want to say i think i saw him in a suit um so uh he i believe he or maybe it was saturday but at one of those days i believe he was on the bucks bench so um anyway we'll see kind of how that works out and obviously hopefully those guys can uh show something, develop their games a bit more with the G League team. But they are not the only ones, actually. When I saw this roster, I was pleasantly surprised at some of the names because there are actually some familiar names and some guys that, um, you know, either have been, good D-League, G-League players or uh, guys who you know were previously pretty highly touted prospects in the past.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Xavier Munford is obviously a guy who was hanging out in training camp for a little while, and uh, the Bucks decided to make a trade with the Greensboro Swarm and get his rights, so uh, they have him on the roster. Uh, Cliff Alexander was another one that I think it would be at least somewhat interesting to people. Uh, the Bucks made a trade with the Long Island Nets uh, to acquire him and get him on the roster as well. So um, I think those are two guys that, one, you already heard Xavier Munford's name from earlier this year in training camp, I I think. So you kind of have that fresh in your mind. Cliff Alexander is someone that's very interesting. And then finally, James Young. Uh, That was a guy that was in the Bucks training camp and a guy that uh, I think for much of training camp we thought might have a chance at the final roster spot. Um, And he is on the roster as well. So uh, three guys there that were in or or, i guess just three names that you would recognize and think okay there there's a little bit of talent on that roster
0: yeah and cliff alexander if people don't remember that name he played one year at kansas um basically kind of a probably more of a four probably more of a kind of an old school four type guy kind of like a power four type guy um per 36 last year in the g league uh put up Something like twenty-one and twelve, so was very productive on a permanent basis in the G League last year. Um, and Munford, a guy that has been very productive in the G League the last couple seasons, um, he was on that America uh, FIBA America Cup team that's Jeff Van Gundy coached. That was all G League players that won the gold medal in whatever the America Cup yeah. is this summer. Um, so he's a guy that. I don't I, knowing knowing very little bit of all these guys. If you asked me who was going to be the leading scorer for the for the uh, Wisconsin herd this year, I would guess Xavier Munford. I guess because he probably will take the most shots I'm guessing but um yeah I mean you could on paper and again I don't know if this is actually how it's going to work out cuz certainly there are a bunch of other guys on this roster and you never know who actually is going to you know have the right mindset to be good at the G League but certainly you know you look at these these kind of names we mentioned um the two two way guys and then the other three guys again keep in mind the the Bucks don't have like an exclusive right to call up uh, Young, Munford, or uh, Cliff Alexander, right? So if another team wanted to sign them to an NBA contract, they, they could do that, right? But um, the Bucks do at least have the benefit of having them in their system and they're going to get an up-close look at those guys so um, certainly they would have an inside line at least knowing them and, and having them in their system. But um, yeah, I mean, you could actually put together kind of a fun-slash-interesting starting lineup with, you know, Munford and GP2 at the guards and James Young at the small forward spot and then, I don't, I don't know, Cliff Young and Joel Baumboy at, at the two big spots. I, that, that's a, at least an interesting team to uh, someone like me who, okay, maybe I'm not your typical fan, but um, hopefully that's a, a group that can at least uh, provide some entertainment to folks up in Oshkosh this year. And perhaps more importantly for Bucks fans, maybe, uh, maybe one of those guys emerges and, and can provide some value, especially one of those two-way guys. Uh,
1: two other names on the roster you might recognize. Jaquan Lewis uh, from VCU was someone who was in uh, – was around most of the summer. Uh he was on the Bucs summer league roster. Um he was kind of around training with the team. Uh so he is with the herd. Uh and then Vito Brown, Wisconsin forward. Uh he is on the roster as well. So a little bit of a, of a Bucky connection there for folks uh if they're looking for A reason or a person that they may recognize uh to go out and watch to go out and watch in oshkosh Vito brown might be that guy uh so i think that's about all i got on uh the g league roster anything else you're thinking about
0: no i i imagine most people probably don't want to hear um you know an hour along of us speculating wildly about guys who we haven't seen play in a couple years so uh, but let's leave it at that and hopefully we'll get some uh, some more talking points from these guys moving forward
1: something that people do want to hear me talk about though is draft our new sponsors new sponsors are exciting awesome people coming out to support locked on bucks and fantasy basketball fans listen up if you love fantasy basketball then you need to try our new favorite app draft It's daily fantasy basketball, but it's not like the other guys, like I mentioned in the intro. On draft, you play real, live snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league. So here's how it works. It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there's no management. Just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you, so they'll take it off of the people that you can draft. So drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one Literally, as I'm talking right now, honestly, and the drafts go so quickly, they're three to five minutes, you could probably get a draft done by the time I'm done with this live read. So uh, you can hop on that. The best part, you play for cold hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone, no matter the stakes you're looking for. No salary caps, play in a real live snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league. So come and join us on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer on Draft.com, whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use our promo code L O B U C K S. Again, that's L O Bucks for Lockdown Bucks. That's right, play a real money game for free just using our favorite promo code L O Bucks on your first deposit on draft. So go out and do that today. Obviously, come help support us uh, because. Draft came out and supported us, and all of you are such loyal listeners, and we're just happy to have another sponsor along for the ride, and we're always happy when people come out and support us. Also, uh, in the next couple weeks or so, we're going to, as more of you find out, we can hopefully try to create some leagues, and then uh, we'll get the chance to kind of interact and play a few games with you, and you can all instead of just filling our mentions with all of your great ideas, you can show us how smart you are, uh, and you can try to uh, beat us in some daily fantasy games. So hopefully in the next couple weeks, as more of you get to know about it, we get to have some fun with it, uh, and we can start to do some of that on Draft. Like I said, all you got to do is head over to Draft and download the app or go to Draft.com. Frank, other things people are talking about a lot right now. Draft is obviously one of them. The other one... Eric Bledsoe, Um, he is, let's see, he's not in a hair salon. Or maybe he is in a hair salon. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, (laughs) Ryan McDonough, not super happy uh, about that and decided to go as far as saying, well, he's done with the team. They sent him home um, and I I don't know. It's just a strange situation. Let's start there. How weird is it to see? I know in the past we've seen some teams, uh, Knicks, <clears throat> just kill the trade value of one of their players uh, just by trashing them publicly, <clears throat> Phil Jackson, um, and just making a number of uh, silly decisions. Um, but this one, it, it might be even stranger. Like Eric Bledsoe, he's not a super young guy at 27, but he's still prime-ish. Um, I, it's just a, a really strange spot.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because Ryan McDonough, that like the raw materials were there for Ryan McDonough to have like a really nice tenure as the GM of the Phoenix Suns, and you know they acquired a number of picks, and um, you know I, I don't know, but it just seems like they've been on this sort of like the the edge of and and it's like the fine line between um. You know, brilliance and complete stupidity. It's like they were they were the ones that signed Isaiah Thomas to that really cheap yeah. contract. Hey, all right, That's smart. Then then they ended up trading Isaiah for a first round pick. Well. Okay, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if it just doesn't work out, you got Dragic and Bledsoe, you know, okay, right? I mean, maybe that's not the dumbest thing in the world. You got a first-round pick uh, out of it, right? The, the best and part then, about you
1: describing this is I'm just waiting for you to get there. Get there. Come on. <laughs>
0: let's go. And then you end up trading Goran Dragic for, for two future, I believe, unprotected. Those are unprotected picks, aren't they, from the heat yeah, down so. the road? Yeah, Um that's, that's not a bad haul. But then you trade... This Laker pick, which obviously has not conveyed yet um, that all Bucks fans are aware of, because you know there's the old "we could have had that pick" type type issue with with that yeah. pick, um, and you trade that away for brandon knight who promptly has you know basically had just the worst luck slash been terrible yeah. um since he came over to to phoenix and i don't know it just seems like every move has been just complete boomer bust and the bottom line is this team continues to be terrible i mean they drafted devin booker right at that spot i didn't think devin booker yeah. was close to good um you know granted maybe devin booker is a little overrated in terms of like how people view him as like, oh, he is. star quality but Great pick at that spot. What was it, like 13th or something yeah. like that, that draft. Um, so I don't know. I mean, they've had so many kind of they, – they've set themselves up to have a lot of kind of bites at the apple, <laughs> a lot of big swings. And the bottom line is they continue to just be terrible year in and year out. And it's gotten to the point where, you know, this year the team looked like it had quit on opening night. yeah. <laughs> um, and Tyson Chandler is – mailing it completely in from some of the pick and roll video I've seen
1: yes.
0: and Eric Bledsoe obviously doesn't want to be there and yeah. I don't know if you can really blame him because this is a team that basically told him to go home last year when he was actually healthy and basically had him just not play when he's you know last year he's he's now 27 going on 28 um, I, I don't know I mean it's just like I don't know how much I blame the player because it feels like the Suns make a habit of like Shit talking players as they head out (laughs) to try to save their own face and so Sarver, yeah, yeah, and just what we know about Robert Sarver, um, their owner, who's just notoriously been a cheapskate sort of for the longest time. So I don't know; it's just like so weird. Like they've they've had ambitions of going after big name free agents. You know, they signed Tyson Chandler to try to get Lamarcus Aldridge. They were going to make a play for Blake. They're just such a confounding team. And the bottom line is, they just continue to suck and they don't have anybody other unless you really buy into Booker. That's kind of like, you know, like the guy, right? I mean, yeah. I hope Josh, maybe Josh Jackson could be that guy, but I don't know. Um, they're like Drag the world's
1: sketchiest teeter totter. Like, yeah. Like they go, yeah. <laughs> it's like a really high and you, you get really up there on a great move and then right. immediately just come crashing back down to earth. Right. It's like, right.
0: I mean, you could, they're a team that you can like, you can cherry pick. If you want to cherry pick like four to five moves, and just just focus on them. You yeah. can make Ryan McDonough sound like he's doing a great job, totally. or you can make him seem like he's like the worst GM ever because it's just been so okay. volatile from one way or the other. But but yeah, I mean, I think the 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 area where this stuff really get can blows up is you know, um, and I always I, when I was saying fine line, I always think back to um, one of my favorite movies of all time. Have you seen Spinal Tap, Eric? Are you familiar with the movie Spinal Tap? I have. The the line by the legendary Nigel Tufnell, where he says. It's such a fine line between clever and stupid, you know, and that's just kind of <laughs> what I what I think back to. Yeah. You try to like tank and rebuild, and oh, we're going to build through the draft and all this. But wait, what happens if your team just looks like it gave up on your coach and your veteran? You have a bunch of veterans who make a lot of money, and yeah, you're, like they just want a mutiny. Like oh, then it's a bit harder to to kind of keep all this stuff lined up and make people not hate you. So anyway, yeah, it's just kind of a they kind of were quietly have quietly been sort of a disaster ever since that 48 win surprise season where they famously didn't make the playoffs in Jeff Hornacex first year despite winning all those games and um I I don't know so I my my view on on this I guess just since we've I've droned on about the Phoenix Suns and how weird their situation is no
1: I'm actually totally okay that we did like I, I
0: think it's very necessary that you kind of
1: recognize that ecosystem in that environment like because I, I think it does some strange things to all these players like you look at bledsoe stats last year how real are any of them i don't i'm not 100 sure that this is a team that you don't really know anything about and how good are any of the the prospects that they have and uh, is tyson chandler actually washed or does just- he, he just not want to be there just they, giving
0: zero Fs, yeah.
1: Correct. yeah. Like it, It's really difficult with that environment and that atmosphere to kind of parse out what's real, what's not, what's valuable, what's not valuable. Um, so, so I think it, it was necessary for us to go to that spot. Um, and then I, I guess from there, I don't want to say what would you give up. I, I guess with that trade environment, with all the... The I would say the seeming that uh, they seem like missteps to me that they've they've done this so publicly that they've decided to say we're done with you publicly uh, that we don't believe you were at a hair salon that I'm gonna go on the a radio and talk trash about you again as, as the general manager it just seems like there there would be no reason to give up anything of value because <laughs> they've to- they seemingly have totally tanked. Eric Bledsoe's value at this point, right?
0: Yeah, I and I mean, and it's tough, right? Because um, I and I I think I was listening to um the MB, the Ringer NBA show today, um, with uh, Chris Vernon and and Kevin O'Connor, and they were talking about you know uh, Bledsoe's defense, right? Which previously a few years ago you would have said like he's one of the best point guard defenders in the league. Yeah. He's a tremendous athlete, great physicality, um, and like we haven't really seen that or people say they haven't really seen that. I mean, like again, do I watch Phoenix Suns basketball the last couple of years? No. And if I did, what I've seen Eric Bledsoe probably not because he <laughs> was being held out in a suit or, you know, yep. whatever, because they didn't want him to play and help them win games. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just like, how do you even figure out like what Eric Bledsoe, what peak Eric Bledsoe would look like right now? I mean, you're, you're just sort of trying to extrapolate from a couple of years ago and, you know, saying, well, he hasn't, had any horrible injuries since then i guess and i don't know but yeah it's it's really tough and again it's the interesting dynamic when you have um when you have a player that uh and and in this case you know unlike you know Kyrie irving the player was the one basically forcing his way out in this situation it's a little bit different because you know Bledsoe, and we haven't even i don't think we've mentioned this but you know he tweets i don't want to be here (laughs) the other day and then ryan mcdonough tries to uh play the self-righteous card and says uh, you know, that that Bledsoe told them he was at a hair salon, but he didn't believe him and therefore they're sending him home and he's yeah. not they don't want that guy, you know, oh, we don't want... And I think they said that... Um, I think he may have said something similar maybe around the Dragic thing because his relationship with Dragic also went south before they mm-hmm. traded Dragic and they kind of played, the oh, we don't want players who don't want to be here. It's like, guess what? Nobody wants to be there. <laughs> so um, they, they're just in a bad spot and look... Absolutely, Like if you have a bidding war for, if a guy's good enough to have a bidding war, you're still going to have, you know, someone's in theory should probably bid something real for that player. Yeah. But you know, like we were saying, people don't look at Eric Bledsoe as like an all-star point guard. Like he's not the guy that's like the, you know, be all end all solution. And it looks like they have asked a lot for him in the past. He's been shopped for, ever it seems like yep. at, at a minimum going back to, to last year um, I mean it seems like they've known that he wasn't part of their kind of long term future it didn't align with kind of their timeline that well for a long time but they again seems like they wanted too much uh, in trades for him yep. and so now they get to the point where their general manager has said he will not be working with with, with him again to, to borrow uh, another line from Spinal Tap we, sh- we shan't be working together again <laughs> um and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you're, if you're, I mean, there aren't that many teams probably that that would really make a play for him that makes sense. And the Bucks have been highlighted as a team that has expressed interest in the past in him, um, and would still be interested in him. The Nuggets, another team prominently that has been mentioned. The Knicks have been mentioned. I'm, there are probably a couple other teams that, that are out there. Um, but you kind of just look at these teams, and it's like, you know, for, as you mentioned, like you, you can't be super sure of what you're getting. And if you know where the, that the sons are up against a wall, you know, why are you going to give up a, a yeah. great asset for this guy? Why are you going to go and, and give up a, you know, real, a lot of value for him? And, you know, what they're they're claiming that they want a, a young player and a veteran talent or well, I don't even know what they're asking for. They, or a pick and a young player, a talented young player or something like that. It's just like, <laughs> good luck with that, you know, like. I don't know. Like there was the report from the Phoenix from some some radio guy in Phoenix who said the Bucks were offering, uh, what was it, Thon Maker, Greg, Greg Thon, Greg, and oh, a first, Greg Thon, and a first, and it's just like, uh, I feel like that's phoenix media carrying water probably well two hours two hours later Suns.
1: that same guy said it was that thon maker was not available so oh, okay. i gotta say it was a major misstep by the Suns not to take it when he while he was available <laughs> uh yeah exactly. you waited two extra hours and they took him off the t- no of course not like yeah that was carrying water and not what you should see there so i guess what makes this so interesting is to me, you look at the Mello trade, you look at the Paul George trade, and those aren't necessarily the same situation just because Mello was kind of controlling things and only going to go certain places. And there was, in each of those spots, they all had their own separate drama. But all of the reason why they are comparable is because there was like shit there. <laughs> like like for all three of these guys there's some stuff that's gonna make you second guess training for them giving up a lot for them whether that means it's because they could leave in free agency whether that means it's because you're not quite sure how good this guy is anymore or in butso's case you're not quite sure how good this guy is you don't know i mean you have him for two years but after that does he actually want to stick around and
0: Or do you Um, want to pay him? Correct. What what do you want to pay him? Like, what do you want to do with him? Yeah. When he's 30, right? Yeah. Correct.
1: So you're just kind of in in an interesting spot. And then I think on top of all of that is that this happens three games into the season. So I I think it was Rob Mahoney that wrote, like, most teams don't go into a season thinking, man, we are screwed at point guard. Like, We could really use a point guard. No. Like, it's, it's a point guard strong league right now. Everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, but most everyone is very confident in what they have at point guard. So you, you've already taken out, I don't know, 20 at least of the teams in the league that just would never think about trading... For a point guard at this point, because they're very confident in their point guard. Uh, so then you're down to ten teams, and then of those ten teams, how many of them have gotten off to hot starts? How many of them could make a move like this? How many of them have any interest in Eric Blood? So, and you go from I think in a situation with with Paul George, where almost everyone would say, "Sure, like let just let us know what the price is, and we'll try to figure something out." Like you're in a situation where you got like maybe five teams that are like yeah let us know what the price is we'll we'll see if we can figure something out uh so i, I just don't think there's there's really a bargaining position at all uh for the suns here and if i'm a team in this situation i'm going to listen to whatever they want and say okay well uh let give us a call back in a week uh because you you said you're done with him 3 games into the season like <laughs> You're gonna wait it out to the trade deadline? Like, no, you you have to make a move at some point. Uh, so, so they're just in. To me, it seems like the most desperate, worst position I've seen a team be in when they need to to trade a. And again, a, a star type player. Um, I, I don't know if he's. I don't think he's an all star talent anymore. Um, but a star type player. Um, so I, I don't know. like I, I just can't imagine giving up a whole lot. And if you're the bucks and you hear something about Thon or Malcolm, I, I think you hang up pretty much immediately. Uh, because you don't have that type of of bargaining position, like you're gonna take Monroe in a first and maybe or Monroe and I don't d j Wilson or Monroe and Rashad Vaughn or whatever it may be to make the money work out like you're gonna take that package because that's all you deserve right now, like you've put yourself in this bad spot and mismanaged your players, so no, we're not gonna bail you out
0: yeah it's and there are a few kind of. There are multiple dimensions of this from the Bucks perspective, too, in terms of um, the money that you take on, the length of the money you take on, what you yep. give up. You know, the challenge here is that Bledsoe's, you know, making uh, around, what, like $14.5 million this year and a little more than that, I think, next year. Um, so he's pretty fairly compensated, you know, if he's going to, you know, again, be um, a pretty good starting point guard or, you know, something in that or in the, in that order, which obviously you'd expect him to be if, if you get him. Um And I think some of the interesting aspects of this is, you know, as a starting point, I would agree, like, Malcolm Brogdon is so cheap for the next two years. And I actually know Malcolm fits well with this offense Mm -hmm. um, and this team and this defense and this roster and just his personality and his character, all those things. And he still might be getting Um, better. Yeah. And you you can try, he's going to be a restricted free agent after the next two years. So, again, you're going to have right of first refusal on whatever contract he gets. And I know, you know, we were tweeting and, and you were, um, I forget who was suggesting, was it, who, who was suggesting that that he that he might get like a huge contract? Was it Sam or, or oh, Jared it was, or something?
1: No, it was uh, Eddie Joseph.
0: Eddie, Eddie Joseph, yeah. So Eddie Joseph suggested, you know, that like, oh, he could get a $20 million a year offer or something like that in free agency. And yeah, we were, we're kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. Um, and again, so. a lot of... The, a lot of it depends on how much he improves. Uh, obviously, he started those season really well before that that ankle injury. Um, but I, I just like it from a risk standpoint, like I just don't think Bledsoe's worth the upside to give up a guy like Malcolm. Um, and obviously, you look at the rest of the roster though, and you know if it comes down to you can trade a bigger contract um, f- and like one kind of more peripheral asset. And I I you know. I always hate to give up first round picks, okay? Um, On a team that you're really trying to build uh, over the long term and you're going to have to. And you're capped out. And you're capped out and you're going to have to, you know, sign young guys to bigger contracts like Malcolm, like Fawn eventually, but that's down the road. And perhaps most notably, you know, figure out what you're going to do with Jabari Parker. Uh, You have to figure out ways to kind of keep, you know, find guys who are cheap. Um, to kind of round out the roster and be you know hopefully some valuable rotation guys so it's a tough spot so you know giving up on DJ Wilson now like yeah you would much rather have DJ Wilson turn into a good player but do we think DJ Wilson is going to be a really valuable rotation piece in a year or two like I, I don't know I don't see him as a high upside guy so maybe he's a guy that you know, if Phoenix, for some reason, had interest, even though he plays the same position as, like, a couple of their other young guys. I mean, also, I and don't, they have
1: a million projects that are yeah. just
0: spinning think, their tires. like it, Exactly. So, I don't think DJ Wilson necessarily is worth that much to them. So, I kind of just come back to, like, this next first-round pick. And granted, you know, the hope is that it's not going to be that high of a pick. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I think you start, I mean, I, I thought it was interesting, Mark Deeks, who's a great cap analyst, the former founder of Shamsports.com, the pre, when he used to update it, was like the best salary site uh, on on the interwebs. Um, Mark was, I was surprised, Mark was like, I think, and, he, and he's like a Bulls fan by, he's British, but he's a Bulls fan, and he said, wouldn't you start at Henson and a first-round pick? And I was like, really? You could start with that? Like, Okay, there we go. <laughs> like, Okay. Like, Sounds I good. Hope they've, I hope they've only been watching... John Henson, colon, closer um, over the last uh, couple games. And, and honestly, will...
1: if Robert Sarver needs me to cut that tape, I can send it over. You can cut uh, that tape. I, um, I got time.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but uh, realistically, I don't think that is going to be enough. But mm-hmm. it's really tough to kind of construct a trade because, again, you have to match contracts roughly. Um, the Bucks are currently about a million under um, the luxury tax. Uh, DeAndre Liggins, of course, is about $1.5 million uh, moving forward as well. So if you released him, he has that non-guaranteed deal, which you pointed out provides flexibility. So you could potentially, you know, waive him in order to free up maybe a little bit more room if you take back more money, for instance, mm-hmm. in a trade. And that might be that's kind of where things get interesting because I mean the Suns do have other big contracts like you know Tyson Chandler who's got a couple years left. Um, you've got even Jared Dudley who obviously we love, but again, like I'm not assuming they're going to want to give us Jared Dudley even though he makes 10 million a year because. He's at least one guy that you know is is a good locker room guy to have around all those young guys. So, um, tell me about
1: so, trade exceptions, Frank.
0: Um, well, th- the challenge is the trade exception is only like you, you can't use it to as like a, a you know if you have a five million dollar player, you can't take a five million dollar trade exception and then get a ten million dollar player. So. Um, you can't be like aggregated with other gotcha. like s- player salaries. So I had some people
1: ask about it, and I was like, uh, I need to ask Frank.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't think it's really relevant here because you don't have like a massive trade exception that you could absorb Bledsoe with. Um, although, keep in mind, I mean, you can use, you can, cr- you know, you can have like a big deal that gets broken up into multiple smaller deals for kind of cap purposes. So like, you know, if you had a five million dollar trade exception and Um, you wanted to like on the one hand absorb um, some bad contract from the Suns. That's 5 million. um, And then also make a trade that, you know, straight up for Bledsoe with Greg Monroe or something like that. You know I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm just being illustrative. Like it works out like, you know, you might not even need the trade exception depending on how big the salaries are. But anyway, um, I, I think just the, the tough part to gauge here is, you know, the first question is what real assets are you giving up? And, Again, I don't think they have a need for DJ Wilson. Rashad Vaughn is not an asset. So if you're constructing trades, Rashad Vaughn is salary filler. Like we already <laughs> yes. we we we've heard plenty of reporting that nobody wants Rashad Vaughn for free. Therefore, I don't think the Suns are going to consider him a plus in a trade. And um, I think he's probably not gonna get his player option picked up at the end of the month, which we'll talk about at some point. Um so I, I think the, really the assets are like, yeah, I mean, are you willing to give up Brogdon or Thon? And I, I would not just because Again, I don't think I know enough about how good Bledsoe is for the Bucks, um, or like you know a first round pick. And I think I might be willing to do a first round pick just because I think it's going to be probably a lower first round pick. Um, and Bledsoe, again, it's it's a two year contract, so yeah, it's it is a win now move. You know, yeah. like well, let's not mince words. But um, the question is, like, we can talk about building for you know five years from now or building for the future. And obviously, you have to keep all that stuff in mind um but on the flip side if you can add Eric Bledsoe without really losing a lot of talent um or without losing kind of one of your key long-term pieces that's a big add, you know for a team that we talk about lacking guys who can create shots from the backcourt um my biggest reservation with Bledsoe is he's not a great shooter um and he doesn't shoot that many threes he's not like a, a terrible shooter he's not like you know Ricky Rubio level or something like that. But um, but he he does have, you know, question marks there. So he's not, like, I would say an ideal compliment to a guy like Giannis. A guy like Giannis. There is only one Giannis. <laughs> um, so I think, like, big picture, um, I would give up. I would probably do a first round pick and some form of salary filler. Um, I think, but the other dynamic of this is, you know, if it's Greg Monroe... Well, Greg Monroe is a better player than all the other kind of salary filler guys like Henson, mm-hmm. Dele, um, Toledovich, and he's also a shorter contract. So, if you give up an, expi- an expiring deal and take back two years of Bledsoe, that also definitely changes your off dynamic this summer because you are adding, you know, a big chunk of salary that otherwise with Monroe would be coming off the book. So, yep. um, so it's it's a tough spot, and that obviously could have implications on you know what you do with Jabari Parker um but again I think you know this would be one of those interesting things if you could add a guy like Eric Bledsoe without giving up really a key piece um you know maybe that also puts you in a position where maybe ownership does look at that as being in a position there where you might be willing to to go into the luxury tax because again I think with Giannis I mean if Giannis is an MVP you want to be competing in five years but I mean, look at the East; <laughs> like it's there. You know how how patient are you willing to be, and patient for what? Right? Like, yeah. what is you know is if if it's deferring um, a pick in the twenties, uh, to me, I would I would I would make that trade. If yeah. it's giving up on Brogdon and Thon and what you know that kind of stuff, um, then I would be far more hesitant because again, I think those guys are clearly guys that you can probably count on for the long term as compliments to Giannis and you know a, a late first round pick a little bit more abstract at this point. But again, not to diminish the value of first round pick, which we never do. Uh, no. But but anyway, I mean, again, it's like, how do you add talent? And if you want to be competitive for, you know, an Eastern Conference title in the next couple of years, you, you need to add talent somehow. And it's probably not going to be through free agency. Maybe Jabari Park coming back and being healthy can can give you a help. But, you know, again, maybe you can do that without give You know, you can get that in addition to a guy like Eric Bledsoe.
1: Yeah, I think there's certainly... Like you have to explore things like this. We talk about all the time about how do you you put talent around this roster, and then we'll talk about the cap situation and kind of uh, where you're going to be drafting and how you try to put all this together. And well, like this isn't this isn't the worst way to do it. And if you don't have to give up, like you said, uh, and again, I don't really see a ton of people in my mentions saying like, oh, they should give up. Like I would do that, Monroe Maker first round deal. Like I didn't see anyone say that, and I've seen very few people say they'd be willing to give up uh, Thon or Brogdon. So, uh, yeah, if uh, we were kind of Matt and I were kind of joking about it yesterday, but it's like yeah, if you can you can give up nothing but like money that you don't want anyways, yeah. <laughs> like why wouldn't you uh want to take that on because really for me it's not necessarily about uh blood being all that much better than brogdon it's about brogdon being that much better than delhi like yeah you're bumping everyone down a peg uh once you get to like to the fourth or fifth spot on the roster so then you Instead of trying to figure out, okay, is is it going to be DeAndre Liggins and Deli for the backup one and two minutes tonight? It's like, nope. <laughs> Brogdon's going to sop up. 35 minutes by playing backup one and by playing backup two and just being staggered onto the floor at all times. And he can maybe close games. And to me, that's the exciting thing is if you can, if you can actually get this done without giving something up, and I should say something like you're going to have to give up a first round pick, but if you can do this without giving up any of those players that you actually like on the roster right now, like, yeah, I think this is, this would be a chance worth taking. Now, is that enough for the sons is just getting Greg Monroe on a first enough is I don't even know what uh, the money would have to be to make it uh, work out for Henson or Deli or Tletovic and a first um, maybe you have to throw over a shot in I, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, but to make that work out like, yeah, that, that's totally worth it. Um, but I think I know we certainly w- would reject the notion of giving up Thon or Brogdon pretty much out of hand. Um, so it, it's something interesting. And, again, I think you, if you're a Bucks fan, you at least want the Bucs to be in on these conversations. Not that they're thinking about giving up Thon or Malcolm, but they're calling and they're trying to figure out, okay, okay, this is a guy that we like. This is a guy uh, that plays a position where uh, we could get stronger, and we should try to figure out what it would take to get him here. Um, so I, I think there's there's a lot there uh, to think about. Ultimately, you're not you're not thinking about a move that mortgages the future, um, but. Is, are you thinking about something that maybe hurts the future a, a little bit like uh, giving up a first round pick? Yeah, I think you do have to think about that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, just kind of doing some, some kind of quick, quick math on this. Um, you know, I think if you, if you swapped in Bledsoe for Greg Monroe next year, I just put in 15 million, I think he's somewhere around there. Um, and you assume that they decline Rashad Bond's player option. One more reason why you would again, declined Burjad Vaughn's player option just because you never know if an opportunity comes like this, you know, you don't want to be sitting on a $3 million, uh, chunk of, of cap money that, yeah. that you can't, you know, that you'd want to use to get under the luxury tax. Um, but the, the total number you come out to for the cap uh, is around 126 million. Um, so that's basically this year's roster, but then you take away Vaughn, Liggins, Jason Terry, uh, as much as it pains me, and you know, again, you, you don't have that first rounder for next year, so um, it's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty full roster. Um, and the cap, I think, the latest, uh, the latest tax projection was just shy of 121 million, so that put you around five million over the luxury tax. Um, and now the key thing here is I'm using Jabari Parker's uh, cap hold of over 20 million, of 20.3 mm-hmm. million. So that is the big variable, right? If you get Jabari at let's say around 15 million. Then you're right around the luxury tax, and you can make it work with even adding a guy like Bledsoe. Um, Obviously, this is why people would love to see if they could try to get rid of you know one of these other longer-term contracts, like a John Henson or Teletovic or Deli, right? Especially because Deli's role would obviously be in 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 great doubt if uh, if you added Eric Bledsoe to to Brogdon as well. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think I I just view it this way: like you know, you have to be opportunistic, right? And you know, you look at like what the what the Oklahoma City Thunder did this summer, and they got you know they had to give up you know some pieces that maybe you know they might have wanted to otherwise keep they might not have given away, um, but they didn't give up their kind of core guys in order to get Paul George and and Carmelo mm-hmm. Anthony. And uh, again, you know, I think uh, it's it's a point that Daryl Morey has brought up is. You know, you're not you're not just buying talent. You're not just trying to add talent. You're trying to add like volatility to your roster, and you know, you know, upside basically, right? Like, and and Eric Bledsoe certainly is is upside in the sense not that he's going to get a lot better, but it's that. Maybe it works really well, right? Yeah, yeah. Like maybe maybe Bledsoe is that sort of talent infusion where you're replacing Delly's minutes with his minutes, and um, you know he's gets locked in defensively, and he helps you defend at a as good or higher level than you did before, and he also brings you an added dimension offensively. So, yep. um, yeah, that that's the question. So I think it's yeah. I mean, to me, it's not like go get Eric Bledsoe at any cost. It's yeah, what what's, what does it take? You know, <laughs> yeah. give him you know give him a first plus you know. See if you can get some of these, you know, not so appealing contracts. Um, give those away instead, uh, and and see if anybody tops it. And if somebody tops it, you know, so congratulations to the Denver Nuggets, right? But <laughs> yeah, I was uh, just gonna say that. Yep. Yeah, and and I think maybe the the dynamic is if you know, they're trying to do if there's some other moves where you know they want to send. One of their other bigger contracts for more of our, of the Bucks' bigger contracts, but you know there are a million different permutations. But um, in any case, yeah, I mean, again, uh, you, you don't want to mortgage the future. But if you can get better without giving up a lot, I mean, what are you waiting for? You know, like we talk about the clock ticking on Giannis. Um, if if Giannis, you know, if you go to Giannis and say, "Hey, you want to play with Eric Bledsoe?" and he says, "No way in hell," then okay, maybe you don't <laughs> don't acquire okay, Eric good. Bledsoe. Um, but, uh, but if, you know, again, if, if, if you're wanting to put as much talent as possible around Giannis and prove to him that you're serious and, um, who knows, maybe that has to take you in the luxury tax, you know, that's a yep. question I think ownership has to think about too. But, um, at a minimum, I think there's potentially avenues to, uh, to making it all work and keeping your key guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, this is what, this is what GMs get paid for strike, you know, sit you know, be, be patient. And then when you have a chance, take it.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah i totally agree um i I don't know if that was takey enough for everyone out there I don't know if that i we i we had some people tell us today that they were looking forward to our bro- or excuse me our blood cell pod and well i, I hope that that was enough uh because uh, yeah I just think it, it it's a spot where you have to at least be thinking about it you have to be looking at it but you're not gonna you're not going to give away the future so we'll see exactly what happens there um we'll see if this plays out over one day one week one month uh if this goes on for a month oh my god there are going to be so many good tweets and radio interviews and agents talking about the. oh it's going to be so much fun um so we'll see how long it goes uh but i think that's going to be it uh anything wait wait
0: wait, wait, wait. we gotta we gotta uh give away some 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 Yo, free stuff yeah right? we do
1: Uh, So if you are a loyal listener to the pod, and I assume if you got through this entire conversation, you are very loyal, (laughs) (laughs) and and we appreciate you very much. Uh, We talked about some reviews on iTunes, uh, giving us some five-star reviews, and then Frank threw down the gauntlet and said, all right, if we get some five-star reviews and you leave a, a, a... I don't even know a comment with your review. I guess that would be the.
0: We need some way of knowing that you left a review, and if you just correct. leave a, I think if, if you just leave a rating, you, and you don't leave a review. Start, yeah, we don't, yeah, correct. you don't show up in the review, so we can't count you. But, correct. but yeah, and I, I think, I don't know. I think technically, probably we we couldn't demand you give a five star review. There's probably some ethics around iTunes sure. ratings for sure. for, this, sure. for this. But, but yes. Five stars are greatly appreciated. We love all of you dearly for listening, and uh, and so yeah, Frank we said Frank said
1: uh, a t shirt from bucks dot com, or I guess we could also do a mustard of doom t shirt as well. Yeah, uh, we
0: could do that. Or I'm gonna throw one more thing out there. So um uh, a a good friend of mine uh started a an Etsy shop where she has she's like a graphic designer, and I bought one of her prints. She makes these like cool minimalist graphic design prints. Oh my god, all. I have. So-
1: I, I love minimalist prints. I have a yeah, so, uh, Camp Randall one. I got a Miller Park one. Like they're awesome.
0: So so check it out. So what I'm going to do is uh, we'll give you the option of uh a, a sh- like a T-shirt from the the Bucks you know website or NBA.com you know shop or whatever. Let's let's say let's keep it under like 35 bucks. Okay, I know the T-shirts are expensive, but let's say like, keep it under that. Um, and so we've got i think 3 people we're going to give away uh, that we 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 counted out and we we're, we picked to to get the free gear. So you have an option you can either get uh, a a t-shirt or you know something let's just say 35 bucks or less uh, from the nba.com shop or um, a mustard of doom t-shirt like knock the, if you buck uh, knock if you buck shirts which we love um, or uh, you can check out um, the minimal fan. It's uh, the, the the company's called Minimal Fandom. Um, I believe it's. Let me just let me just double check. I want to give the right, uh, yeah, the right um, URL. So it's Etsy slash shop all lowercase slash Minimal Fandom and the M and the F are capitalized. And basically, there's just like every sports team. You can just get like sort of these color prints. Um, and I have. I bought uh, and I tweeted out a while ago, but it's uh it's like a what is it called? It's a made in Milwaukee uh, stamp, and mm. it is a like color print of the state of Wisconsin, and it's got kind of a cool. I saw um, it. It looked dope. Yeah, it's got like a cool um, Milwaukee inside, but you can also get it with like Wisconsin inside, and you can get it in like Badger colors, or you can get it in Brewers colors. I got it, of course, in green and cream for the Bucks. But um, anyway, it's cool stuff. She also has it for like other um other states but i mean like you know you don't need that stuff so, uh, um, but yeah anyway anything you want there they're they're 26 bucks and again you can pick um you can pick any any color scheme you want so um check oh she i think she added uh yeah, made him yeah these are cool so anyway um check it out minimal fandom take your pick but now i guess drum we've we've dragged this out uh we have as, as, as possible so i'm okay That you, i'm cool with plumbing, you all the wait, homies do you have do you have the names in front of you right now Ooh I don't let me I think I think we have three of them and I think the first one was what? Jacob Brzezinski. I think Jacob was Yeah, one that was
1: that was the best way I think we could attempt to pronounce it. I believe
0: uh, I've seen Jacob's name on Twitter as well. So I do too. Jacob tweet at us or 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 whatever. Yeah, probably tweet at us or email um email us at uh at gmail dot com or at brewhoop brew at gmail.com. One of those, we'll will get it. Um, we had uh, then, Kai
1: Sweenz, uh, K-Y-S-W-E-E-N-Z.
0: Yes, uh, Kai Sweenz, shout out to you. You get one too. And then uh, the other one was with a Y, and I don't have it in front Yervon,
1: of me. Yurivan? Y-U-R-I-V-O-N. Y- y- so again, tweet at us, and we'll get you guys all hooked up. Um, and like we said, maybe we'll do this again sometime, uh, but... It was kind of cool when we were on uh, the top 200 to keep us there for a day or two longer. Uh, all of you guys that gave us reviews, we really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, shout out to all you guys! Thanks so much. Um, and uh, next time, let's do let's do some readouts. We, we I, mean, I think we've gone Ooh, way too yeah. long at this point, but we'll do some readouts because we appreciate we've gotten a ton of ratings and we appreciate everybody doing that and helping us out. There's some funny ones uh, in
1: there too, so I'm excited to read. Yeah,
0: there's there's some there's a, Brett nicely I think had one of the funnier ones. Um, shout out to Brett! He tweeted at us a screenshot of it as well, as well. So um so yeah but anyway, we should probably shut up and let people get on with their day. But uh yeah, hopefully lots of lots to talk about in the yeah, Milwaukee Bucks absolutely. universe, even without we didn't even talk about Giannis today. Eastern Conference player strange. of the week slash MVP now favorite in Vegas, <laughs> Giannis <laughs> Dedacum. Can you believe that that the milwaukee Bucks have a player who's now the favorite for the MVP in the NBA and we we like didn't even really talk about him like for 90 percent of a podcast i mean we usually do but
1: if i'm being honest frank no i can't believe it i yeah. can't believe we didn't talk about it i can't believe that uh the mvp favorite resides in milwaukee i can't believe any of it uh so uh, yeah it's crazy uh th- so thank you for you know hanging out with us listening reviewing uh just hanging out in general and we want to shout out our new homo- homies we want to shout out our new homies over at draft Come and join us over on Draft today. Download the app at any time. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on Draft.com, whatever you want. Free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit if you use our promo code L-O-B-U-C-K-S. Again, that's L-O-Bucks for Locked on Bucks. Go out and do that, and we will talk to you tomorrow. That was Frank. I'm Eric. This has been Locked on Bucks.